17 after 7. Dr. Ralph Matecha is a political analyst. He joins us now. Dr. Matecha, good morning. Is there a, a risk in Ramaphosa doing this? He issues a statement. If it's ignored, does that weaken him in South African politics? Is this something he should do anyway just to express South Africa's view? Uh, good morning, Stephen, and good morning to SFM listeners. I really think that uh, this is a, a very well-measured statement, Stephen, because he's talking about, the president is talking about uh, de-escalation. I mean, the region was already too tense, uh, and with this uh, further escalation, it, it, it really demand of uh, that uh, the president take a position that he did. And I think, Stephen, South Africa has got a, a lot of moral weight on this. I mean, I do understand that if you look at South Africa internally, we've got our own challenges, but out there on these things, we are taken quite seriously. If you go to uh, uh, Palestine, you are going to see one of the biggest statue of Nelson Mandela. And if you talk to people there, which I've had the privilege of doing, Stephen, last December, you, you talk to people in, in Ramallah, you talk to people in the Jenin camp, they talk about South Africa in a way that they are looking at what happened in South Africa and they are saying that they are hoping for some form of peace. They talk about Nelson Mandela as a beacon of hope for the impossible happening. So even if we, we might be cynical about us as South Africa, we are taken very seriously. And the nature of this conflict itself and South Africa's own transition to democracy, it actually says we are being expected to take a moral position on this one internationally. So I do think that the president actually delivered on this. And Stephen, when you talk to people, they will tell you there in the region, from either side of the divide, that actually, if you leave this thing to the Palestinian and the Israelis, you take out all other interested groups that are engaged in other proxy battle, people will tell you that it will become much easier to resolve this conflict. But the problem now is because it is just the proxy battle that are underway in the region. Multiple interests and you end up with a conflict persisting the way in which it is. We are taking the two-state theory. We are taking the two-state approach, Palestine and Israel. Some people are saying the two-state will not work. Uh, Palestine needs to be divided into two states. There's even a third state. We are talking about uh, uh, Hamas. We are talking about uh, uh, the PLO on the other side. So it is a very, very complex issue. I do think South Africa need to weigh in morally. And I think the president really struck a chord on this one. Um, When we look at our transition to democracy, one of the key things to it, and I'm no expert on the situation in the Middle East, as you know, Dr. Matejka, but, Mm. but it was obvious, I think, to everybody who the leaders were, and they didn't have universal support, you know. Um, not every white person supported F.W. de Klerk. Not every black person supported Nelson Mandela. But their constituencies were clear. There's a sort of wonderful phrase of sufficient consensus, which meant yes. when the National Party and the ANC agreed. And there are big problems with that, but that's what happened. It seems to me that that's not the same in the Middle East, and that's a problem. It's not clear necessarily who the constituencies are. I mean, Stephen, you use a very important phrase there of sufficient consensus. Uh, That's what you need. Not everybody has to agree, but uh, the talks and the legitimacy of talks and discussions should be such that it becomes quite unpopular to be outside, to be seen pulling in, in, in a different direction. So you need a critical mass. The problem with the region, I mean, the Middle East is so complicated, Stephen, that uh, Uh, You look at it, there are multiple interests that are involved in the Middle East. You are talking about the U.S. as one of the players there. You are talking about Iran as well, which is a very, very strong regional player. 
uh, the, you're also talking about uh, other groups, you're Hezbollah, you're talking about uh, Syria, you're talking about Lebanon, you're talking about some of the movements that goes through different states. But also, Stephen, you're also talking about some of the difficulties that we have studied in politics and is coming. How do you get rid of the Baathist party? How do you transform some of the political parties in the Middle East to be able to take care or transition those societies? How do you deal with the Shia Sunni uh, enclaves? I mean, you look into Syria, uh, you are having divisions within ethnicity. So it is a very, very complex region. What we have seen in other regions in terms of uh, peace effort, what we have seen even here in South Africa will not be directly transplanted there. But I do think that the vision and the hope of trying to work through the differences. I think there is also a fatigue, uh, uh, Stephen. I mean, you talk to people there. They are moderate on either side. Uh, uh, make no mistake about it. There are those who are expressing fatigue about how long the conflict has gone about and they are, they are, they are seeking solution. I do believe that at some point, it is that critical mass that need to hold. It is that critical mass of uh, people who are tired of it that need to hold the talks together and get somewhere. It's going to have to happen. There is no way, Stephen, that this is, the situation can continue as it is. Dr. Ralph Matecha, thank you very much indeed. Do appreciate it.